Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, traders, wherever you may be on planet Earth. We're coming at you with a new episode of the Performante podcast. This is episode 51, and we're going to be talking about Elon Musk's big crypto dump. He's uh, kind of betrayed us recently. He uh, single-handedly caused billions of dollars to be erased from the cryptocurrency market cap. And we just wanted to discuss the merits of his tweet, the implications of his tweet, and kind of some speculative plays that can be made in light of this tweet. So without any further ado, I'll pass it on over to Keith. Thank you again for tuning in to another Performante podcast. Hopefully everyone is remaining patient, remaining calm. Um, We do think that the bull market is still going to continue, but definitely the tweet uh, caused a lot of mayhem, caused a lot of panic. So a little bit of an overview. What happened was really Elon tweeted that Tesla is suspending vehicle purchases using Bitcoin. They're concerned about the use of fossil fuels and that becoming a issue. Obviously, he is very um, pro energy and electricity with Tesla and all that stuff. So uh, it is interesting because he was pretty pro when he had that discussion with Michael Saylor. But um, at this point right now, he is saying that there is a very promising future for BTC but uh, it it cannot come at a great cost to the environment. And he also kind of suggested that he is looking for other cryptocurrencies that use less than 1% of Bitcoin's energy and transactions. And this is kind of leading to, instead of the proof of work that is for BTC, looking at things of proof of stake as they are a lot more efficient. Um, So it'd be interesting to see what he chooses. Uh, We could be seeing, obviously, the the number one thing that people are probably going to be assuming is Dogecoin. But, um, you know, we never know. He could be looking at some other coin that is on the same comparable, uh, I guess you could say, usability as BTC, except for the reduction in the fees and the um, transaction amount. So it'd be interesting what kind of plays out from this. I don't think that BTC is going to die anytime soon, but uh, this is a slight reduction in the confidence for the overall market because the Doge father himself is kind of uh, indicating that we can't keep on continuing to mine because this is going to cost too much uh, in terms of the devastation to the environment. So it'd be interesting to see kind of what he's leading on to in the next upcoming tweets. Yeah, 100%. I feel like maybe Elon Musk forgot to take his Adderall this morning and he he, uh, lost his focus. He's a little bit too distracted. Um, Just because, I mean, even looking at some of the replies to these tweets, we see Michael Saylor jumping in. This is what I think is the most popular reply in this tweet thread. Just to read it off, ironic because no incremental energy is used in a Bitcoin transaction. The energy is used to secure the crypto asset network and the net impact on fossil fuel consumption over time will be negative, all things considered. We see Pomp pumping in, Pomp hopping in to say that uh, 75% of miners use renewable energy and that overall this energy story has been debunked over and over again. We even see the cheeky lad, Peter Schiff, replying to the tweet with with, with just an eggplant emoji. (laughs) What a lie. Absolutely savage. And it's kind of interesting seeing all these different projects pop in, like, for example, Tezos, Algorand, Solana, uh, a couple others here, like Lolly, Syscoin are all hopping in to kind of be like, hey, but we're we're carbon neutral, carbon negative, carbon friendly, whatever it may be. Seeing all these proof of stake protocols kind of chime in, reply to the tweet. And overall, I don't know. I don't want to say Elon Musk is wrong with this one, but 
I feel like either this was an intentional move to get a better price on Bitcoin, at which the SEC might have something to say, or alternatively, he forgot to take his Adderall, and it's a bit of a, a short-sighted uh, view of the overall energy demand that Bitcoin exerts, because it's not perfect, proof of work is slightly flawed, but when we're looking at the broader picture of how cryptocurrencies operate, proof of stake kind of is the inevitable future. And so I think some projects that kind of stand to benefit and wake up the speculation as to which crypto or which cryptos Tesla may favor in light of this, I think ones that perform really well in, a, in both a practical sense and an environmental sense would be Ethereum, Binance Coin, Polkadot, Solana, these proof-of-stake distributed mechanisms where it is a little bit more carbon neutral are ones that I'm keeping an eye on. Specifically Solana, that one's an absolute beast because there's a lot of uh, yield farming projects on there with attractive APYs. But ultimately, we all know that uh, Elon Musk has an absolute hard-on for Dogecoin. So perhaps Dogecoin will, uh, will flip BTC despite being just an analog copy of Litecoin. Perhaps this is him paving the future for the the Dogecoin fanboys and fangirls. Yeah, can't forget them. And uh, kind of hopping on to the discussion of Dogecoin, it's a little bit surprising, but uh, with all this hype and all this interest in the meme coin, uh, a Tulsa-based mobile app development firm called AppSform Corp is actually created and implementing things to actually push Dogecoin's protocol further by creating a development team and we can talk a little bit about this they're really focusing in developing a commercial app or commercial apps around the dogecoin protocol and they're actually creating a devops team and they would share ideas for Doge, dogecoin based products and apps which is pretty unbelievable because it all started from an absolute joke uh, if you don't know it did start in 2013 by jackson polymer and it was a fork from litecoin so really it's not much of an advancement like from that point on, but uh, we see obviously Elon pumping it up. So then I think this company, which is a publicly traded company on the OTC, is seeing the hype and the network effect of this meme coin. So they're betting that they're actually going to have an entire sec, like a subsector within the cryptocurrency market kind of basically focused just on meme coins or at least the progression of the meme coin blockchain um, kind of hype that we're seeing right now. So. It started from a joke, but we are actually seeing businesses latch on to the hype and the interest that Dogecoin is offering. And at this point, um, it's pretty, I would say, um, it's uh, established itself as an actual cryptocurrency, not in, in terms of a use case, but in terms of relevancy, I would say. And this is just, a, it's just cementing as it, it's a brand new subsector in the market. Like you see all these different crap coins with the Binance Smart Chain and Uniswap, but Dogecoin is obviously the number one meme coin. So being able to uh, push that along to actually develop some sort of applications that are going to be using that protocol will just open up the door for all these different uh, shit coins to actually potentially become the next Dogecoin. So it was initially a joke. A lot of people are in the space, but we're actually seeing it develop, which is a pretty interesting situation. 
Yeah, 100%. I feel like Dogecoin really is the most iconic meme cryptocurrency, but with this massive market interest that we've seen, maybe it could transition into something a little bit more legitimate because this DevOps team is looking to bring, for example, applications like DeFi to the Dogecoin blockchain. So I guess, as always, only time will tell what is in the future for Doge. And perhaps maybe even its new competitor, Shiba, will uh, become a little bit more uh, fortified within the space of cryptocurrency. That's the thing that I think is really interesting about the space is, yes, there's memes. Yes, there's kind of useless meme coins. Yes, there's moonshots. But at the end of the day, the kind of the net trajectory of the space is always onwards and upwards. Yeah, and I think definitely just kind of adding on to that it shouldn't be completely ignored like we definitely both agree that having a significant majority of any portfolio in actual developing projects that have real use cases over a period of time is the way to go but you know having a little bit of exposure in these meme coins that have a lot of hype and a lot of marketing and a community around them and within them would be positive because you are losing out on gains because we do see kind of like the mid large cap tokens stagnate for a while here where we're seeing these really small and micro cap tokens absolutely explode. And from a retail trader standpoint, because we're in such a mania, a lot of these people are seeing like, let's say on Reddit and other forms of these massive profits of like the five, 10, 15,000 crazy percentages so then as a retail investor, are you going to invest in something that is already at 60K and people are expecting it to, let's say, triple in this bull run or something along the lines of that? Or are you going to be looking for some super speculative micro cap token that could potentially, you know, 10X or 100X? So I think as of right now, it's just the mindset of this euphoric state that we're in is really getting people into these very, very small cap coins because saying that you're a billionaire in this one token is a lot... I would say um, of in a positive thing for the ego compared to saying you have point zero zero one of an asset. So I think this is this is just simple psychology. You want to own more of something doesn't mean you actually have more value. But um, seeing that number in like the millions and billions, I think where is a lot of people are um, wanting to actually invest in these as well as the narrative and the story that people are talking online. So. Definitely interesting. Uh, it would be cruel to actually see Dogecoin's development team um, create some applications for the protocol. So uh, we'll definitely keep you all updated on that forefront. So kind of sticking to the Dogecoin frenzy. Hopefully everyone did hear about this. A Goldman Sachs exec reportedly quit his job after making Dogecoin fortune. Um, so he's been working at Goldman Sachs for 14 years in the emerging market sales division for Goldman Sachs there. And he recently quit because we don't exactly know how much he's actually made, but uh, assumingly if he left a Goldman Sachs director position, um, he made a boatload of money. And it's not just like the retail traders, we see institutional like corporate guys actually investing in Dogecoin, not even like an established uh, product, but like, or, or uh, a platform, but like, you know, a complete meme joke coin. So, you know, you know, corporate major hedge guy or hedge fund guy all the way to the retail spending, investing $50. Dogecoin is seeing capital coming from all parts of the world. Yeah, 100%. I mean, realistically, we've seen Doge mania take over planet Earth. And it's, uh, it's really quite funny to hear the story that a Goldman Sachs executive 
really one of the forefront leaders in the world of financial investment banking, basically retired from his Dogecoin fortune. And so I guess that's living proof that at the end of the day, all money is, is a means to an end. And this Goldman Sachs said, hey, I guess I made enough off of Doge that I'll quit my job and probably just go exist elsewhere. Can't blame the man for catching the bag and dipping out, right? Yeah, definitely. I would say uh, he's definitely having a very early retirement and I'm not sure if he held or if he actually sold everything. Maybe it could have been the SNL dip. We don't exactly know, but um, yeah, it's pretty un unbelievable seeing that. And, and the fact that he, if he did sell, the market's still able to hold at these levels at like the 50 cent, 40 cent, 60 cent level um, just shows that there is demand coming in because they have a massive, massive community. We talked in the previous podcast a little bit about the market cap, but uh, yeah, take a look like the market cap of Doge is larger than a lot of companies like American Express. Uh, you see it's larger than Coinbase, the entire exchange. Um, so mind-blowing numbers. So I think with the DevOps team, with the overall marketing that they have and the overall community, I uh, don't think that this is the end for Doge, at least for this bull run. Yeah, agreed. I think that there's still potential upside. And just to kind of switch our tune, we came across this interesting website called theblockcrypto.com that had some interesting uh, data to share, specifically the DEX to SEX spot ratio. Ultimately, this is the ratio of trade volume that occurs on decentralized exchanges relative to centralized exchanges. And we can see that overall it is in a net uptrend. And I think this kind of fortifies that people are looking to get involved on these decentralized exchanges like PancakeSwap, Uniswap, SushiSwap, OneInch, ZeroX, etc., etc. Just because it really empowers the end user to trade how they want to trade in a peer-to-peer -peer fashion, whether it be actually trading and or providing liquidity or pooling and staking because ultimately it really provides users to uh, take control over their own finance in a decentralized manner and basically play the role of bank obviously banking is a very a very profitable industry and with these decentralized exchanges it empowers the individual user to loan out their money to trade it peer-to-peer and kind of take some of the power away from centralized companies like Kraken, Coinbase, or even Binance, for example. And I know we've talked about it in the past before, but one that both me and Keith really like is PancakeSwap for two reasons. One is that we personally believe that the Binance Smart Chain is outcompeting Ethereum and has potential to flip market caps because it is invading a larger market and at the end of the day it provides a cleaner ser cleaner service uh, it functions faster it functions cheaper and although the ecosystem isn't as big because the it's only been around for two months it is growing so quickly and because of the cross compatibility virtually anything on ethereum can be ported right on over to the binance smart chain and so that's one of the reasons that we really like it it's really flexible let's call it and the other major component to uh, our belief in Binance Smart Chain is the ability to get attractive rewards on their native token, Pancake. I think right now the auto compound cake farm gives 142% APY where your rewards are automatically added to your principal amount, which in itself is super powerful. And ultimately, we're not seeing anything like that come out of Uniswap, for example. 
because if you liquidity provide on Uniswap, you just get paid in the Uni token, and it's kind of hard to extrapolate those gains further and allow compound interest to work twice in effect. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I think over time, people will just realize in a, in a free market, you're going to have options. And if one option, for example, is to pay $155 in network transactions, and then the other one is 15 cents, and they're basically the same in how they operate, I, in my opinion, I don't think it'll take very long for the market to deem one more valuable than the other because they're going to be using it a lot more. Like we're seeing over $100 transactions. People who have, let's say, $300 on Uniswap can't even invest a dollar or trade a dollar because they are just absolutely bombarded with these network fees that they just can't pay because if you're a small-time retail person, you don't have the option to even invest a dollar because of these fees. So a lot of people are now moving into PancakeSwap where it's like sense, really. It's absolute sense. So if you do have the 300, 200, if you're like trading an incremental amount, um, you're still actually able to purchase these tokens and these assets without having obscene transaction fees. So I think over time, the market will realize that. And we kind of touched on Ethereum 2.0 a little while back, but you know, it does come in three different phases and the completion of the ETH 2.0 will then create the comparison versus ETH and Binance Smart Chain where they're able to really reduce the amount of cost and they're really able to increase the amount of transactions they have in a second. Um, so then that is the end goal of Ethereum and they're kind of working towards it. But the entire ETH 2.0 rollout is a three phase process or I guess zero, one and two, but in, in total it's a three phase process and they have only actually implemented the first phase or I guess phase zero which is the beacon chain and they actually did that in 2020 december 1st they haven't implemented the second or third phase so we think both nathan and i that ethereum 2.0 will not be able to be rolled out by this bull run completion so then when, in our opinion, the alt 2.0 season comes in, when right now BTC is taking a dump, I think alts will continue on to take a little bit more of a dump and then we'll have the final massive altcoin rally. I don't think ETH 2.0 will be ready at that point. So a lot of people will be, in my opinion, going into PancakeSwap and these other decentralized exchanges that have a much cheaper option to actually buy and sell. So then if people see uh, PancakeSwap and then they get an understanding of the actual uh, yield farming that they're able to um, partake in, I think that's going to be a massive upside for PancakeSwap and the native token, Cake. Yeah, 100%. It kind of feels almost like a too little too late situation for the overall momentum of the Ethereum network. Obviously, we do own Ethereum, we are bullish on the project. But when it comes to actually, like the raw development of the project in the context of the bull runs progression, it feels like by the time it's fully functional, fees are low, complete proof of stake consensus mechanism, it's just going to be precariously close to the end of the crypto bull market but i think one flip point to that is okay let's let's stick with that assumption let's say ethereum's too little too late we get a full ethereum 2.0 rollout during the crypto bear market i think it's during the bear markets that the actual developments of their projects happen that you kind of can weed out shit coins from legitimate projects and in that sense, that could be when the ecosystem truly flourishes and we see a wide host of decentralized applications that are fully synonymous with that Ethereum 2.0 rollout. We're not saying that Ethereum is invaluable or Ethereum is not valuable and it's a waste of money. 
It's just within the context of this bull run, I think Ethereum 2.0 is not going to be able to deliver its promise on time in the time frame at which we're looking at. Because I think uh, both me and Keith and majority of the crypto market is kind of looking for this bull cycle to top out towards the tail end of 2021. I'm personally looking at like November, December for when this cycle could end. And I highly doubt that Ethereum will be able to deliver all three phases of its rollout plan within that time frame. Mm -hmm. I very much agree. But doesn't mean that it still can't appreciate. Like, it'll definitely be booming. But um, over time, if they don't actually implement ETH 2.0, it's just simple common sense that people will choose the cheaper option if it's going to be providing really the same exact value. Um, so we'll see how that plans out. Definitely having exposure in both the Binance Smart Chain side of crypto as well as ETH would be a really good bet because you're kind of betting on both horses. Either way, I do think both horses will win. Um, I guess if you look at it in, ter in terms of price appreciation and profits, but I think the opportunity is a uh, is a larger. Um, I guess the opportunity is larger in the pancake swap and the Binance Smart Chain side compared to the Ethereum because uh, that's kind of like a legacy platform to some degree. Like Ethereum has been around for a while. Obviously, Binance Smart Chain was recently introduced from the Binance Chain, which is from Binance, and then Pancake Swap is very new too. So we're kind of seeing this new emerging decentralized world come into play where Ethereum is kind of like the legacy. Um, smart contract investment. So um, obviously they're still holding their ground. They're number two, but we could potentially see a flippening for the market cap just in terms of the ranking into Binance Smart Chain being second. So it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. We definitely are positioned uh, in order for that to actually play out. So uh, it'd be interesting, but regardless, I think we have to stay patient. It's a little bit of a dip right now, like we talked about with Elon mentioning BTC not being uh, very eco-friendly, I guess you could say. But at the end of the day, we got to stay patient. We got to stay um, in the same mindset of long until wrong. And we haven't seen that parabolic move like we saw in 2017. So I think there's still a lot of room for upside. So hopefully we will be able to buy these dips, the hold, and then we'll be, we'll be able to have that last final altcoin bull market cycle, kind of massive parabolic move like we saw in 2017. And, you know, you don't want to be out of that but that's the point where you want to be really careful when it's absolute euphoria in the market kind of like we saw when we were pushing above the 20k zone and we were just ramping up ramping up you know that euphoria can only last so long and we're having this consolidation which i think is an absolute terrific time to gain more exposure in your favorite alts but that is the completion of the performante podcast for our episode 51 just want to say thank you very much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. There has been a lot going on in the crypto space. Uh, you can definitely get a lot of information elsewhere. So we appreciate that you are tuning in to our podcast uh, to get yourself some crypto news. So I'll pass it over on to Nathan to finish off this great podcast. I appreciate the time you've taken wherever you may be on planet Earth. Hopefully you are either planning on buying the dip, have bought the dip, or have got some limit orders set. Because ultimately, I do not think the trajectory of this bull market has changed whatsoever. I don't know. Like I said earlier, Elon forgot to take his Adderall. He's a little bit off the little bit off the rails this fine May 12, 2021. And on that note, we'll end the episode. So take care, stay safe, and uh, see you around the Discord.